This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're now listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bet Rivers Network. Back home in the Boomsies lair. Back in the basement where everything works properly. It's good to good to be home. Hope your summer's going great. Hope you've had time to spend with friends and family. I assume podcast listening goes down in the summer because people are doing, uh, you're taking advantage of uh, all the weather. I'm outside every single day until the bugs start. And then it's, Dulzy. They're like, Dulzy, this is our time to shine. Get inside. We haven't done an outside. Oh, no, we did an outside podcast in Vancouver. But now I'm just uh, lazy in my old age, and the thought of doing a show from out on the deck seems like a lot of work when everything is hooked up and ready to go at the flick of two buttons. Um... Still figuring out what to do with my hair. I have not cut it in five months. I've got a, a, a buddy. He's my hair advisor. He's the stylist to the stars in Hollywood. So I sent him a text last night. In all caps, I said, what do I do with my hair? Because right now it's, um, it's troll hair. And he said, patience, my brother. It's just about to happen. It's coming together so close to the payoff. We are very close. Payoff's going to be great. So I don't know what, I don't know what happens. Is there a moment I wake up and I'm like, wow, it happened. This uncharted territory. Maybe uh, if you've grown your hair out, you can advise me what happens at the six month Mark, do I start seeing rainbows? Does do unicorns appear? I have no clue. This is episode 79. Wow, we're getting up there. The Andre Markov episode, 990 games played. So close to 1,000. Hey, coach, just, I just need 10 more. Sorry, you get to the KHL. Only 357 players have reached the 1,000-game plateau. And I looked, there have been close to 8,000 players play in the NHL. So only 357 of them have made it to 1,000 games. That's rare air. 1,000 games, though. 990 games. That's a, that's a lot of nights in hotel rooms. That's a lot of food cooked in a kitchen that's not your own. And if you are not good at packing, by the time you reach 1,000 games in the NHL, there is no hope for you. 
uh, back from our family trip in Vancouver. And I, like every trip, I say, this is the one where I come back. And when I, my luggage to return is going to look exactly like it looked when I left. Neatly folded, just ready to put back in the closet, put back in the drawers. Do you think that happened? Hell no. Yes, it was a just a close tsunami mixed with a dumpster fire. You try to try to organize that luggage going home, it just never works, at least not for me. I don't know. It's my dream though. And it's so attainable. It's right there. I'm not Asking to climb Mount Everest. I'm never doing that. Neat luggage on the way home. Toolsy, you can do this. So next trip. Next trip, I will get there. But unlike uh, uh, like a beach vacation or something, the clothes, your clothes come back from Vancouver not smelling musty because there's no humidity. So that was the one benefit. But as I arrived home and I sit in the Boomsy studio, I'm reminded that the greatest journey is the journey home. It's just nice to be back among your things where you know where everything is. Does it matter whose house you are at? If you, because I stayed at my brother's for a week, my girls and I, my mom. When you go looking for a glass, a liquid receptacle, no matter where it is in that kitchen, you will not find it first try. And you will say in your brain, why the hell do they have their glasses over here? Well, that one should be over there. And they're doing the same at your house. I want a reality TV show. I would watch this. In which a stranger is put into another person's house and they have to empty their dishwasher. Because that is a mind fuck. But the knives are... The knives shouldn't go there. And the plates are... And then you, you come back home and it's, it's just like clockwork when you put everything away because it's where it should be. Uh, there is one line that was delivered on our trip that I will never forget. And it's, it's just brilliance from my 15-year-old Sydney. One night we went for a dinner at a, a golf course that was near my brother's. We walk in, typical golf course, uh, just old sweaty men eating dinner. I want to make sure I get this, uh, get this line right. So my, da- my daughter, after we walk past these men having dinner, a bunch of tables of them, she says to me, They're all the same person, but in different fonts. And I have thought about that 
every day since. Due to its pure perfection and the fact it makes no sense, but at the same time, it makes perfect sense. They're all the same person, but they're in different fonts. Yeah, some are upper uppercase, some are lowercase, some are squiggly. Sydney, I know exactly what you're saying. So now you can take that when you're in a place with a bunch of old white men. We all look the same, just different fonts. Uh, So I got to do one of my favorite things on the way back because all the kids were tuckered out, so there was no real having to tend to them on the flight. So I got to watch a movie. We've discussed this before. The in-air movie experience is taken to another level. A movie that's a, a 2 out of 10 on the ground could be a 10 out of 10 in the air. The Justin Bieber movie, Never Say Never, whatever the, whatever the hell that was, I cried during it. When that movie came out, I saw it on a flight, I was, I was a mess. Never watched it on land. I don't want that memory to fade. So there, I don't know if it's just me, but all the new movies I'd never heard of. The only two movies that are recent that I heard that were in the movie theater were Oppenheimer and Barbie. The five previous years before that, I could not name a single movie that came out. So I go through the new releases. I'm like, I, I don't have a desire to see any of these. So I go into the vault and I see Andy Samberg. And I'm like, I, I like that guy. He just makes me smile. He's just, a, he's just a funny dude. And his movie Pop Star. What the hell's it called? Pop Star. Uh... Never Stop, Never Stopping. Never Stop, Never Stopping. Right. Thanks, Tim. Um, my review of that movie, this is a movie that's many years old, insane amount of cameos. At one point I teared up even in that movie. The songs are so bizarre. They're magical. So my in air review of pop star, never stop, never stopping is a nine out of 10. And I wanted to put this to the test, and I've never done this. I wanted to see if the on-land review at all mimicked my in-air review. And guess what? They kind of mirror each other. Because guess what? I think I already said guess what. But guess what? Rotten Tomato score for Popstar. 79%. I thought it would be a 2 out of 10 because I'm like, no way this movie, anyone watched this movie. Apparently, it got pretty good reviews. Tim, did you watch it? I I own that movie. Whoa, so you're a fan. I I love that movie so much. It's amazing. Have you ever seen it in the air? No, but I've seen it like 20 times in my living room. 
technically your living room is in the air. That is true. I am on the 14th floor. Hmm. Uh, by the way, I saw Oppenheimer on the weekend in IMAX. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. They're still, they're still doing IMAX, eh? Oh, yeah. Well, you didn't hear about that whole Oppenheimer, Chris Nolan versus uh, Tom Cruise thing. Nope. Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, Christopher Nolan works with IMAX. He shoots with IMAX cameras. He works with the IMAX company all the time. He's very important to that company because he does all his movies in IMAX now. And Tom Cruise wanted Mission Impossible to be on all the IMAX screens. And he could only get the IMAX screens for one week because Oppenheimer came out the following week. And mm. uh, he was Tom Cruise was not happy. Hmm. Thanks for that, Tim. <laughs> hey, fun fact. Jay and I were once on a flight with Christopher Nolan and his family. There were other people on the flight, but, uh, and I would never have known who this man was, but uh, he was sitting in front of the plane and Jay's like, that's uh, Christopher Nolan. I'm like, who's that now? The director. Okay, who's that now? And then he filled me in and I'm like, okay, that's that guy. So I think they were going to BAM for Jasper or something. So I breathed to say the same cabin air as Christopher Nolan. He did a Batman, right? He did one of the Batmans? He did three of the Batmans. Ah, Batman Begins, so I, Dark Knight, and Dark Knight Returns. So I, I breathed in Batman air. Uh, we haven't played the song that usually starts Boomsies yet. And that's because we have a new song to add to our collection. And I wanted to give it to uh, the attention that it deserves. Small Town Strip Club, they've lent us a song that usually leads us off. The North Coast pan Band, they performed the song at the end of the podcast. Ryan Shepard, he put together a kick-ass beat that uh, we sometimes play at the top of the show. Well, now we have a new addition to the lineup. Nada Moore, he has put out three solo albums. He performs with the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, killer voice. But even better than that, he's a very good friend of mine. So we were on the phone one day. He was uh, in the middle of a drive and we were just shooting the shit. And I said, Nate, I can't believe I've never asked this, but do you want to have some fun and write us a Boomsy song? And he's like, Dan... Uh, hell yeah. Two days later, he's got a beat down. He's like, how do you like this? I'm like, I, I love it. He says, I just went, I want to master it. And Nada Moore has sent us the official master of our new Boomsy song. And here for the first time is that song.
Come on. That's a hit. I did have some notes because he sent it to us while I was on vacation and I played it for my daughters. And I'm like, I, I feel weird him saying the king of cool because I am the exact opposite of that. But then my daughter's are like, well, he needed a rhyme and a word that rhymed with O'Toole. So <laughs> can't really, well, he could replace cool with like stool, but then no, can't do that. Rule, drool. So I guess cool was the best option. So thank you, Nate Amore. Find him on Instagram. Find him on Spotify. Killer Pipes. This guy sings anthems at games all over the country. He's uh, performing on the beach. He lives uh, in the South Bay in L.A. And just a quality human being. He's like one of those guys where he, well, we've never met in person. We became buddies through another friend. But he's one of those people because we always have like Zoom chats and stuff where he just lights up a room. So we welcome Nate to the Boomsies family. Um, and thank you for his contribution. Uh, let's get to, uh, I forget, I always forget to give the email address. Yeah, let's talk at gmail.com. Y-A, let's talk at gmail.com. A bunch of people direct message me. They're like, I forget what the uh, email address is. So here's a message. Uh, I got an email here from, uh, from Corey. The subject heading, Father, Son, Boomsies Fans. Hi, Dan. For years, I enjoyed watching you and Jay together on TV. Your humor and delivery would often make me literally laugh out loud. I've enjoyed listening to Boomsies in your return to the broadcast world. Recently, my 10-year-old son Cameron has started listening with me, and he loves it too, and is now an avid Boomsies fan himself. Cam, a man. Welcome aboard the Boomsies train. Nothing but smooth sailing. Last week, I shared a story with Cameron of how I saw you at the Orono Arena a couple years back. My son is a proud member of the Orono Leafs. He asked if I spoke to you. I replied, nah, I'm not. I'm sure he doesn't want to be bothered by a fan while he's at the arena out with his family. Well, yesterday we were listening to your story about seeing Connor McDavid at the airport and how you encouraged your mother to say hi to her favorite hockey player. Cameron was quick to remind me of my missed interaction with you, and he thought you probably would have been okay if I stopped to give you a quick hello and a handshake. Anyways, maybe next time. Keep up the great work. And know you're providing fun and laughs for a new generation of sports fans. Thanks for reading. Corey and Cameron from Bowmanville. Neighboring town. Yeah, Corey. I can 1000% say I would have had no problem. And I've never had a problem. And I... I don't have to think, oh, was I, was I rude? I've never said no to anyone coming up to me. The only time I did say no to like pictures or anything was when I was 
clearly intoxicated when I was drinking at a bar. And I'm like, hey, yeah, we can chat. We can hang out. I probably shouldn't be in a picture right now. Let's not do a picture. Um, so, yeah. I told the story once of how my sister said uh, someone at her work said someone came up to her and said I was I was asked to say hi or something by someone at Winners. And I said, no. I said, that never happened. Didn't happen at a Winners. Didn't happen at Canadian Tire. Didn't happen anywhere. Because that story's a lie. And then I did investigating. It was a Winners I had never been to. So there's another flaw in the story. And then she went back to the guy and he's like, oh, maybe it was someone else. I'm like, stop. Don't do that. Don't be that person. Don't make up close interactions with someone that never happened in a store that person's never been in. Used to go to Winners to get my underwear. Don't do that anymore because I got my man-maids. Man-made for life, baby. They are a great friend of Boomsies. Uh, Z Money, producer Tim, also wear them regularly. Once you own them, you will never own another pair of underwear. I, I don't get paid any money by them. I just love their story. Creating a bit, leaving the, the investment industry. And four guys just started an underwear company. And they came up with the greatest underwear ever made. And they're Canadian. How can you not like a story like that? How can you not like a Canadian success story? And they got a Dragon's Den deal. Oh, I need to. These old Coca-Cola glasses. Need some. Uh, get the film. Not the film, but the, the cloudiness from the hard water in the dishwasher. But guess what? I know exactly where those Coca-Cola glasses go in my cupboard. My brother Sean, I don't well, Why are your cups on the roof? Ooh, that doesn't make a lot of sense. It's one thing I got to do in life is stop questioning things. Like why, why is the temperature of your house like a meat locker? I question it every day. It was an ongoing little battle with my brother and I, but we had fun. Then my daughters pointed out to me, you guys are a lot alike. And I'm like, don't ever say that. <laughs> no, nothing. No, she goes, no, nah, no, nah, you're a lot alike. Sure about that? Uh, we had uh, no headphones <laughs> due to my ineptness. Ineptitude? My ineptitude. Ineptitude? Am I saying this word right, Tim? I mean, in, it's perfect. Incompetence. Yes. Incompetence. Incompetence. Due to my incompetence, I had no way to hear producer Tim and Z Money on our podcast from the Bet Rivers outside studios in Vancouver, aka Joel's backyard. Who's, who's Joel? Maybe one day you'll meet him. So we didn't get any boomsies, newsies. We didn't get to hear the, uh, the beautiful voice of Z Money. So a lot of people were like, we, we miss 
We miss Z Money. Keep Tim off the mic, but we want Z Money. I read between the lines. They didn't literally say that, but I think that's what they were getting to. So, Z, uh, first off, how's the pool? Pool is good. I actually went for a dip the other day. Um, okay, temp. What's the temp? It was 78 that day, so it was very Fuck cold. That. Fuck that. Yeah. No chance. I tried walking in, and uh, that wasn't happening, so I had to jump in, and I did like three cannonballs, and that was enough for me. I got out and dried off. <laughs> That's the only entry you can do because at that temperature, if you try to walk in, once it near nears that uh, that ball level, yeah, it, it's it's like you're approaching a skill saw with your genitals. You're like, I don't want this to happen. This is not going to be fun. And when it hits, yeah, it reminds me of a cartoon, like a Scooby Doo trying to run away, and your legs are moving, but you're not actually you're not actually going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you want to get out of there real bad. Uh so. We have an extreme heat in our region, and as that's not helped the temperature. Uh, I haven't checked today, but yeah, no, it's been sitting right around 78, 79. Okay. My better half tells me it's refreshing, so I should enjoy it. Refreshing. <laughs> okay, so let's dive in. What do we got? Uh, well, big retirement news of the NHL today. Uh, Patrice Bergeron's hung up his skates. Uh, the announcement came one day after his 38th birthday. Okay, so I, I think we at, kind of expected this. Yeah, but I was looking at his uh, career earnings, which I thought was pretty cool. Cat Friendly had put out a tweet. For his career, including personal performance bonuses, Patrice Bergeron made $98.8 million. Wow. Not bad. And will go down as one of the most respected players in NHL history, his teammates, his opponents, all had the utmost respect for him. Um, so I first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I'm a bit younger than than you and Tim, but I would say he's the greatest two way player that I've ever seen. I don't know if you guys would agree with that or not. What do we got for career points and how many selkies? So he just won his second of back-to-back Selkies so th- this past year. So that brought him up to six career Selkies. Wow. And then he has, for points, in 1,294 games, he recorded 1,040 points. Most Selkie wins. Let's check this up here. Um, do we know? Okay, which players won the most Selkies? Patrice Bergeron has won at a record six times, so he's won at seven. There you go. Said, Crazy, eh? Okay, so that he's got the record for that. Okay, well, uh, hats off to a tremendous career. Uh, does he get his jersey retired by the Bruins? I would have to say so. Do you okay. agree? I don't know. There's been a lot of greats, and there's already a lot of retired Bruins jerseys. Let's see how many have they retired. Bruins uh, retired numbers. So far, they've done uh, number two, Eddie Shore. Number three, Lionel Hitchman. Who the hell is that guy? Oh, Oh, Dad, you don't know Lionel Hitchman? It's, he's from 1934. 
Bobby Orr. Who the hell is that? <laughs> uh, Bobby Orr, number four. Uh, number five, Dit Clapper. Oh, yeah. One of the greatest names in NHL history. Uh, number seven, Phil Esposito. Number eight, Cam Neely. Number nine, Johnny Buchet, Busick. Yeah, Busick. Uh, and number 15, Milt Schmidt. So Patrice Bergeron will have his, what the hell number was he? He was a, a 37. Yeah. Put 37 up there because uh, all the lower numbers are taken. So you're okay to take a double digit. There's only one double digit, old Milty. There's going to be a couple uh, couple future Bruins that are going to be forced to wear like 70s and 80s, 90s numbers. Just <laughs> random, random numbers. Wait, what about Ray Bork? Ray Bork? Yeah. So there were, after Schmidt, there was also Rick Middleton, Willie O'Ree, Terry O'Reilly, and Ray Bork as well. So well, a couple well, other. Why didn't I have these here? My I think you're is... looking at the front page of Google if you open up that article. <laughs> oh, Willie O'Ree, Terry O'Reilly, and Ray Bork. Okay, you're right. Good job, guys. Way to fact check me on the fly. Ray Bork, yeah, that makes sense. So add 37 to the rafters uh, for your Boston Bruins. Looking at teams here, and um, can you name the <laughs> two teams, three teams with no retired numbers? Oh, actually, four, five. Guys, six. Uh, okay, so let me think of Kraken. it. The Nashville Predators. Um, now I got to go back up here. Nashville Predators, correct. Uh, Kraken. Kraken, correct. Vegas. San Jose. San Jose, correct. Vegas. Uh, Vegas. I think Vegas correct. did something for the honor. They did the, the victims of the Las Vegas shooting, yeah. number 58. Right. It's going to be something silly, like the new Winnipeg Jets, because the old Winnipeg Jets were with Arizona. Yes, because Winnipeg is on here. And you also forgot Columbus. Mm, Rick and Nash we can count the Minnesota Wild, because the Minnesota Wild's retired numbers, number one, Wild fans. <laughs> that is Wait, so cheese. Did Rick Nash didn't get his number retired? Or maybe they announced that he's going to get his number retired? I feel like I heard something. He about should. Like He's heard- been on Boomsies. Ah, uh, so. <laughs> God. Number one fans. Come on, guys. What are we doing here? Okay. Uh, let's continue on. Um. All right. I just want to give a big shout out to Tango. Hang on. Hang on. You said right, Rick Nash has number retired by Blue Jackets. Maybe we were looking. Maybe Dan had an old, an outdated list. March fifth, twenty twenty-two. He had his uh, number retired. I, I knew I, I'd seen that. Well, I don't know what year this list is from. So. You're not. You, you're not very good at Google, Dan. Tim, I'm very good at Google. I just find old lists. Apparently not. I don't find new lists. I just find lists. I don't check what year the list was put out. Maybe this was put out in nineteen ninety-one. Okay, let's continue on. 
All right, a big shout out to Reese Nelson, the uh, 10-year-old from Calgary. She became the youngest medalist in the X Games history when she took home silver at uh, the Women's Skateboard Vert event this past weekend. Um, but just trying to get some some other news that might have been missed Wait, last. Wait, she was she was 10? She's 10 and she won a silver medal at the X Games. In skateboarding. In skateboarding. And want to know what's crazy? So 22% of the field this year was made up of preteens. And the average age of the of the people converting uh, competing in the event she competed in was 13 years and six months, which is insane. I have to honestly say I cannot stand on a skateboard. To this day, I cannot stand on a skateboard without... Okay, you're only like, what? Four inches off the ground, but my balance is so bad that it feels like I'm on a skyscraper because those wheels are ready to kick out from underneath me. Yet a 10-year-old wins a medal at the X Games. I am an embarrassing embarrassment for the human race. I don't know how to work off of that, so let's just move, <laughs> move on. Uh, Want to touch on this Twitter rebrand? Oh, yeah. So Okay, so I actually... <laughs> it was pretty funny the other day. I was on the phone with someone. And I said, yeah, so Twitter, they're going to they're gonna replace it with X. They're like, uh, what are you talking about? I said, well, it's all over the news. The Twitter logo, the name, everything, they're just turning it X. They're like... What are you talking about? So I broke the news to this person. They're like, why, why would they do that? Which is the thought process of every single human on earth. Twitter is a part of our vocabulary. Whether you have it or not, you know what Twitter is. You know what a tweet is. It's referenced in movies, TV shows, pop culture. It is one of the longest running social media apps, if not the longest. It is an iconic symbol, an iconic name, and Elon Musk is wiping that off the face of the internet in one fell swoop by calling it X. If you gave someone a company and said, okay, I want you to systematically destroy everything that this company has done. Uh, the, the, the branding it's done, the, the brand awareness that it has. We want, you to, we want you to scrap all that. We want you to try ruin this company. I don't think you could purposely do to Twitter what Elon Musk has done himself. If you went in there to try take a hammer to it, you couldn't do a worse job than what Elon Musk has done. I did uh, some reading on this, and I guess he is in love with the, the letter X because that's the name of his rocket ship company, correct? Correct, SpaceX. So he wants to have on everything under one umbrella and he figured by purchasing one of the largest social media sites, this was a great way to 
really fast track that. So this was the plan all along. His love of the letter X goes past that, right? So Tim was telling us before we recorded, he had X.com, which later became PayPal. His spaceship company is SpaceX. Tesla's third electric model is called X. And then do you remember what him and his uh, Canadian partner named their kid? I had to look that up. It's it's pronounced X-A-12. But like this guy's obsessed with the letter X. And doesn't Zuckerberg own X? Yeah, Meta Meta appears to have the trademark for an X logo. And a lot of people, they love dissecting these things. And the new symbol for Twitter was just used off of like a font website. It was an X that had already been created that he just purchased from a font website and used as Twitter's new logo. And people are asking, like, what what do you call new tweets and all that? Uh, do you call them X's or whatever? They're still supposedly referred to as tweets. So it's just, it's just a cataclysmic failure with regards to ruining a brand. He did say that it, that X that they're using now is just like a placeholder until it's going to be an excellent one coming soon but he just he couldn't he couldn't bear to go one more day with twitter logo being a bird that he had to put an x in now even though it wasn't going to be the final one because you know what he does he waits for someone to send him one that he likes and then he essentially gets it done for free he's like i'll give you 50 bucks because all these elon boot kissers no matter what he does, I love going into the comments. I love whenever he sends a tweet, people are like, oh, you're brilliant. Poop emoji? No one's ever thought of that. I can't believe how smart you are. And then people <laughs> pile on those people saying, you know he's not going to just like send you a check if you're like fawning over him. He's not going to send you a billion dollars. But as my buddy Sully says, Dan, stay off the internet. But I'm like, I, I get so invested. It, it's fun. The comment section. And, and that made me think the other day. I was on uh, Amazon. And I was buying something weird. And I, I looked up paper towels for some reason. And there are thousands of reviews for paper towels. <laughs> Who, who writes a review for paper towels? Like not one sentence like, yeah, they worked. But like a paragraph on paper towels. Who has that much time? And who writes reviews in the first place? Thank you for doing it. Because, uh, like, when you get a mortgage or something, you're like, yeah, I guess just give me that mortgage. Sounds good. You don't check reviews or anything on uh, thousands and thousands of dollar purchase. Yet, when you buy a pair of socks off Amazon, you scroll down <laughs> those reviews. You're like, yeah, I don't 
I don't know about this. Don't know if I'm going to pull the pull the string on this $5.99 purchase. I better check to see what people feel about these socks. So thank you for those who post reviews. I don't know who you are, but you're doing the Lord's work. So I saw this other story. It was actually a preview for TLC's My Strange Addiction, and I just want to get your take on this. Oh, I already know what's coming. So I, I've seen this show. I've seen ones where people eat drywall. They eat the, the stuffing from the chair, uh, from couches and stuff. One person ate urine-filled baby diapers. So what what addiction is coming our way? Uh, I thought this was bad, but urine-filled baby diapers is absolutely disgusting. Uh, but this woman is addicted to eating toilet paper. She consumes, she has consumed over 14,000 pounds of TP over the past 20 years, and she spends roughly $2,700 a year on toilet paper. So sorry, I, I, I missed the point where she eats four rolls of toilet paper per day. Fuck off. So she explains there's a big difference between one ply and two ply and... In the clip I saw, she's quoted as saying, it's like eating a PB&J without the crust. So she likes the two-ply. Or she no, likes she the likes one the one-ply. One yeah. One well, yeah, there's less toilet paper with the one-ply. So does this mean she doesn't have to wipe? Because it is this like pre-wipe? I think she just keeps it with her as a snack. Like she just balls it up and puts it in her pocket and is like sitting in a meeting chewing on toilet no, paper. No, I'm talking like it's already in her. So when she does her business on the toilet, <laughs> there's no wiping involved because technically that toilet paper's coming out. So maybe she's onto something. So, so many questions here. How does this begin? How... How did it get to that? Was she sitting on the can one day and say, ah, man, I'm hungry. Hmm, nothing handy. Well, there is some toilet paper. And wouldn't it just dry your mouth out? And wouldn't this cause intestinal problems? Did they dive into that or do we have to watch the episode? I think you have to tune in uh, to watch, to see and find out. She has the same... Not disorder, but same questions attached to her that I have with people who have multi-step Starbucks orders. Because I ask my kids this all the time. I know where they find their multi-step Starbucks orders on TikTok. So they start rhyming off. Here's what I want. I'm like, no chance. Not ordering that. I'm not holding up this line. But I see people in front of me order like 10 step process for their drink. How do they get there? How do they find that that is what their drink needs to be? How long did it take them to reach that level? I pride myself in life of never holding anyone up in a lineup, on an airplane, in security at an airport, at a concession stand, I am order, step aside. Money ready, payment method ready. Payment method ready. 
Remy, can you, can you please, Remy, you gotta go. You gotta go, bud. You, this cat's strange addiction is me. This cat, like I am cocaine to this cat. No one else in this house does this cat know exists. Yet me, it's just rubbing against me all day, which is great. It's like, I know you're thinking like, Dan, that's not an annoyance. That's lovely. I just need a break. I, I just, Remy, I need some space. But speaking of the airplane, and I saw this play out in real time. The overhead luggage. I am now more convinced than ever. When the plane is deboarding. I, I think it's called deboarding. You're getting off the plane. My luggage, grab it, I'm ready. I believe people specifically want to be seen so they hold up a plane deboarding by taking their time with their overhead luggage. Because I understand if someone has mobility issues, if they're old. Nope, those aren't the people holding up this line. When there is no one in front of you because they've all got off the plane and you're still getting your luggage out and everyone behind you is waiting, you need to figure shit out. Because have some common sense. That's all I have to say. Drives me bonkers. I do want someone to come up to me one day and say, man, you're really good in lines. You don't hold anyone up. Never happened. One day it will. So, uh, Remy. Hi, buddy. Okay, you can get down now. Uh, we we got to wrap things up here. I got to get to Peppa Pig live. It's going to be a treat seeing peppa in the flesh or in the costume don't think they're bringing a real pig out uh appreciate you appreciate uh you being a part of the boomsies family thanks to nada Moore. check out his music on spotify uh, make sure you hug someone and be nice and don't hold up the line both very easy things to do Welcome to Boomsies with Dan O'Toozy. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies. I just need my space. Just a little space, Remy. Thanks for listening to Boomsies.